0: Okay, hello,
1: and welcome to Circuit Python Day. Woo! Circuit Python Day. Yay! Hello. We're here finally. All right, so the let's do some day. some introductions. Okay. Uh, let's start with Lady Ada. Who are hello, you? What do you do? I'm Chief
0: Snake. <laughs> uh, so I'm the uh, you know me. I'm the engineer and founder of Adafruit Industries, which is where we're broadcasting from. And I've been using Circuit Python for quite a while. I'm so excited that we now have a day. To celebrate this wonderful right. new way of programming, I have been programming my controllers for like twenty years, <laughs> and I'm really psyched that it's gotten better and better and better. I think Circuit Python is the next step, the next leap okay. for Snake or Slither. Slither, yes. <laughs> All right,
2: uh, who I'm are S- you? What do you do? <laughs> I'm Scott. I go by Tan Newt online. Uh, these two hired me to work on MicroPython, which became Circuit Python, and I think I've blown Lamar's mind a couple times with the way that we've done things with CircuitPython. And
0: but in a good way. In
2: a good way. And uh, we're gonna try to keep pushing the boundaries of microcontroller programming and blow some more minds. I think mm-hmm. you've blown
0: a lot of them. I mean, I think people, a lot of people have, they've seen this and they're like, wow, like this is not something they even thought was possible. I love, yeah. I love seeing the tweets and stories and blogs of people who are like, I I can't go back once you've seen it, once you've been exposed to the the
2: awesomeness. We try to blow people's minds by making it so easy, you can't believe it's that easy.
1: Okay, and I'm Phil, my main job is to empower all of these folks here in our community to do cool stuff. And that's what uh, today's topic, we have two videos that we're going to do tonight for CircuitPython Day. And that's what Katni is going to talk about. So maybe Katni, you can introduce yourself.
3: Hey. I can, um, and it looks like everything crashed again. Oh no! So we may be pausing it. Um, yeah, I am Chatney. Really. Uh, I also work on Circuit Python. I primarily work on the libraries and guides, and uh, work on building our community.
1: I'll tell you what. Why don't you uh, rejoin, and um, I'll add you back once you're here. All and, right. And we'll we'll uh, we'll warm up the room for you. <laughs> okay. okay.
3: Sounds good. Back right. in a minute. Drive See you in a, a minute. Snake. No way.
1: Okay. So let's. Uh...
0: Yeah, Katni has been. I want to. Enjoy, I'll introduce Katni. So Katni is mm-hmm. one of the most amazing uh, community contributors, yeah. and code contributors. One of the
2: originals
1: too.
0: One of the one of the first people came up with Code
2: Plus community,
0: community, community, it was community, Circuit Python. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, wrote the Circuit Playground Express library for Circuit Python, which is by mm-hmm. far the most popular board that runs Circuit Python. Mm-hmm. Um, wrote some um, awesome projects and guides, and is now. Um, helping to design hardware. So she designed her first hardware this year. Uh, Some of the boards we actually put in this week, the VCNL uh, 4040 and VS3502 were boards that she designed. Right. Uh, We'll we'll be doing some more hardware. And um, she does via bug reports. She um, helps beginners. She wrote the guides on how to use GitHub. So, mm-hmm. other people can, can, I love sending that guide to people because, <laughs> you know, people are like, oh, link slapping. It's like, but if it's really good content, it's actually like link gifting. Yeah. So, people like, are like, oh, good, I have no idea what it means to contribute different. to. Yeah. And I was like, oh, do a port Like, I know you with this. And I'm like, I have this guide. Yep. And then they come back and they're like, here's a pull request. And I'm like, you've learned something.
2: And we're like, thank you so much. Yay. Yeah. So
0: she helps with that. She also reviews pull requests as well. Yeah. So she yeah. did that today too. Also
2: one of the moderators in Discord.
1: Mm-hmm. So um, you know, 13,000 people hang out there. And it is a full-time job for all of us to make sure that that community is a cool place for everyone yep. to hang out at.
0: And at PyCon, she ran open spaces with yeah. Dan. So yeah. getting like dozens of people spun up and we gave away the circuit playground at this PyCon so there were like thousands literally thousands of people who were right like, this mm-hmm. is my first time playing with circuit python
2: when i was on embedded fm they were asking what is the, the best project you you know best project you've ever seen somebody do with circuit python I, I don't really care about the advanced projects but being at pycon with a room full of 60 people all doing that first 5 minutes of like PyCon is all software people. They've never worked with hardware, yeah. and they're all plugging it in. But they're, and
0: they're like, they're excited. They're like, I want to know what this right. is because they're like, I'm here, I'm a
2: Yeah, and the, in that hour, you see like Dan and Katney did great work. They made a worksheet that everybody got when they came into the room. It was double sided, and you'd have lots of examples. And most of the people got all the way through that entire thing in that hour,
0: which is so like
2: it's mind blowing. Uh, yeah,
0: so having for twenty years old. For like decades, the idea of being able to actually teach people a workshop and 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 establish that community and establish that baseline knowledge was not possible under six hours. Like it would right. take you an hour just to get everybody's laptop set up. <laughs> and now we make it so easy yeah. that we can skip ahead. And one of the things yep. that Katni is going to talk about a little bit when when she gets her video uh, worked out is um is coming at Python. She's trying to learn it and having a beginner's mind is really powerful. Yes. Because once you know something, you don't know you know it because you know <laughs> it. It's like, also mind blowing, right. it's like mind blowing hour. But because she's coming to this with no knowledge of hardware and not even a lot of knowledge of software, right. she was able to identify here's here's what's going to catch people. Here's what's going to be right. troublesome and let's fix that ahead of time. Yeah. So we, we can have, you know, people's first programming, not just pr- first hardware, but for software experience be a positive one.
2: Right. And I remember doing one of the early guide for her, and she took two sentences or three sentences to explain what printing was, right? right. Like the print function in Python. Yeah. What does that mean? And for
0: any program, like, oh, printing, printing, yeah, like, you know what it is, but if it's you never know, you're like, is it yep. like a press? <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, does it come out of my printer? Like, what does, print, <laughs> what does printing mean? Exactly.
2: And like having that beginner's mindset and being able to say like, no, we need to talk about what printing is. Yeah. It's like invaluable
0: yeah
1: a million years yeah. ago i wrote an article on make it was uh, zen in the art of making and mm-hmm. it was all about the beginner mind and i think one of the things that's tough in electronics is there's so many experts
3: right. that
1: it's really intimidating to get started because yeah if you look at forums and you look at some of the places online it's like wow the assumption is you know 30 years of engineering mm-hmm. and i think for beginners that's especially in electronics um because it's not like a a a website where you're kind of like changing a couple things and then hitting refresh and like, okay, like you can see instant stuff, but that Mm -hmm, is the difference mm -hmm. with circuit Python is you do have the, uh, you have serial. Yep. You can use a REPL and you can see your code real time. Mm -hmm. Changing. Um, especially with something like the circuit playground circuit, like your LEDs can, can change. Yeah. You can
0: like actually, and I'll do that sometimes. So i will pop over to PyPex. I'm like, Oh, I can't remember like, when you do you know what's the function for like ceiling or like arc 10 is it radians right. or degrees or whatever i'll quickly pop over to a repl run just the line of code that i'm trying to figure out yep. what what the output should be or like how do you know like is like i always forget like random does include the second digit or is it <laughs> it's always like something like that i can check right. the docs but okay. um but yeah having that REPL for like instantaneous yeah feedback is is a really powerful thing but most people have like if you're an old like Lisp nerd, you're like a rebel, but most people are like, what the hell is this?
1: Right. All right, so we're okay. back. Okay. And so today's uh, part part one of one of our videos is uh, the talk that Katni did, changing lives through open source, passion and mentoring. So Katni, introduce yourself and uh,
3: kick it off. I am Katni. Um, I work, wait for it, haha. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I work as an embedded software developer. Um, I've done some hardware design. And I do technical writing, and I am a community leader with Adafruit.
1: All right. And then, so you recently, um, this is your first keynote. You keynoted at PyOhio. Yes. Right? and But you've been to that event before. You've, you've been part of that community,
3: right? Two times. Gotcha. Um, I've been part of that community essentially since the very beginning of me programming, Got it. Um, which, of course, started with Python. So <laughs> I... Um, I have been I've been with them since since basically the very first few moments, uh, in terms of my my journey.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, so your talk uh, that you did uh, maybe how did they approach you about doing a keynote and everything, and then maybe you can um, talk about why you did this 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 talk because it got a lot of high marks on on the twitters, which is high mm-hmm. praise, <laughs> um, but especially from people that are um, leader than the Python community. So I thought that was. That was really good. So excellent first,
2: uh, yeah, first keynote. Really, really good.
3: First technical talk at a or talk at a technical conference. Period. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I just went straight for it. I mean, like she well, likes they, to dive in, doesn't she? do on the just go, for it. <laughs> so I was at PyCon this year um, with with Adafruit actually, and so were many of the people who work with PyOhio, including the chair and i knew i sort of recognized him from somewhere but i didn't really know where and i happened to be in the hallway i was getting water Mm -hmm. and noticed that i saw someone i sort of knew so i went to say hello and he actually told me later that he had talked to because i did a tutorial for Pi ohio in 2018 a circuit playground express tutorial and uh, he had heard, some, someone had, was talking to him about it that morning, about how great it was and how, how much fun they had and how amazing it was. And so he was trying to get me to submit a talk. And I said, well, I have this talk that I would do. I've never mm-hmm. done a proper proposal for it or anything, but here's the minute and a half summary of what it is. And he says to me, well, I mean, that's kind of a keynote. And I said, I mean, I, I get that, but that's pretty egotistical. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't exactly propose it that way. Um, but he said, well, there's, there's no issue because I'm not part of uh, picking any of the talks. So there's no conflict of interest uh, in discussing this. However, I am in charge of picking the keynotes. And I want to extend you an invitation to Keynote Pi Ohio, which came out of nowhere for me. Um, given, obviously, like I said, I've never done a talk previously at a technical conference, but it turns out that it spoke to exactly what he was looking for, mm. for a message, for what he wanted for the conference. He wanted to promote someone who is new. He wanted to promote positive anything.
1: Um, <laughs> you know what we mean right now in the world? Positive anything. <laughs> yeah, right?
3: I'll subscribe to that. We're,
1: we all agree on that. Yep.
3: So I, I just, I fit exactly what he was looking for and he hadn't found it up until that moment. And, um, I had actually told him the day before that I probably wasn't going because Detroit maker fair is the same weekend. And there was a group of friends of mine from Chicago who would be going. And I had thought that I might go see them instead. Um, but obviously I bailed on that mm-hmm. to go to Pi, Ohio.
1: And, uh, the cool thing about this is, uh, you're on the show and tells and you're in discord and you know, people in the circuit Python community know you, they also know a little bit about your story Mm but not everyone does. Um, I think because we do everything in the open, a lot of folks saw, Oh, there Kat needed a guide and Kat was was on the show and tell, and now Katney's like Mm -hmm. doing these pull requests. So they can, they, they see some of the, the evidence um, Mm of your fingerprints on stuff. But I thought this was really neat because there's the, how you ran into programming and Adafruit in this world. And then, um, one of, one of the, only because Toni Morrison just passed away and I think about this quote a lot is like, as soon as you get p- power, you're supposed to empower others. Like that's right. the point of it. Right. Not everyone does that, but I, I really like the way that you, you you immediately got into a spot where the spotlight was on you and, and what do you do? You mentor others and you, you help others. So that was a really neat pay it forward.
3: Um, it was the only thing that made sense to me. Oh no. Was, was to try and pay it forward, oh, um, I she, um, which uh, I will explain. No, you're back. So yeah,
2: you're back. Uh, restate what you just said.
3: Uh, can you still hear me? Yeah, we oh, can hear you. Yeah, we can see you. Yeah, it was All just
1: temporarily right. like not there.
3: It wasn't me this time. Yeah. Um, excellent. <laughs> so okay. Um, so I uh, this is this is the story that okay. I have. Um, Take it away. Catney story. Yeah, and we'll
1: we'll ask you some questions or we'll we'll uh, add some comments as we go along, but.
3: You guys are part of it, so it makes sense. (laughs) Um, So this is about changing lives through open source uh, passion and mentoring. Um, The story begins a little over two years ago in June 2017. I was unemployed. Um, I was suffering from serious depression. And I decided I was going to learn Python. I had heard about it throughout the years from different friends and various people, and I thought I would give it a try. So... I started to look into resources and I thought that a great place to start would be the official Python tutorial. I thought at least it would be up to date.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, perhaps in the source.
3: Right, perhaps a good place to start, uh, but it turns out it's not. It's really written for yeah. programmers more than it is beginners. And you can only paste incomprehensible examples in weird math for so long before you lose interest. Um, when I went through it, I, this is sort of a, a rundown of, of my issues with this. I guess this rounds down. Um, I have no idea what's going on here. Uh, minus three means the last three in the list, I guess.
1: Yeah, or maybe that's an emoji. Like who knows?
3: You think a little like a happy guy with a hat. Yeah, <laughs> the walrus
2: we
1: yeah. yeah.
3: Right. And I don't know why we're defenestrating cats. Um defenestrate means to toss out a window. <laughs> so kind of weird. Um that was that was special. I've no idea why we're doing this. I sort of understood what was going on here, but you completely lost me again with this one. And to be honest, I still don't really understand what's going on in this example. I don't
0: understand what's going on. I'm also like, what is this? Why? what, yeah.
3: We People heard- who have been programming for 20, 30 years were helping me with this and would look at this example and have to reread it 16 times before they said, okay, now I understand what's going on with it. It's And this is the beginner tutorial. So yeah. not a great situation. Um,
1: okay, but you persisted.
3: I did, I tried a class. Uh, which also didn't really speak to me, which is not really, it's neither here nor there for the quality of the class. It just didn't really speak to my uh, teaching or my learning style. And um, I was unable to stick with that either. So in the midst of this, I received a Raspberry Pi 0W, and then I immediately did what you do when you get a Raspberry Pi which is go home and buy all the things to go with a raspberry pi.
1: That's right. <laughs> that's, that's how these things work. That's it, correct. it It gets you started with what you got to do next.
3: Yeah. Oh, and for a reason. My my first Adafruit experience was actually searching for pi accessories. Okay. Um so I found Sense HAT, which is this neat little board that has uh, a bunch of sensors and LEDs built in. It's meant to work with Raspberry Pi and it was designed to go into space which I thought was really cool, Um, but it's not really designed to work with this Raspberry Pi. So I tried to recreate it by shoving all of the same sensors and LEDs and so on into my cart, and that got expensive really fast. Mm -hmm. So I kept searching and I found Circuit Playground Express, which was also a board that had a bunch of sensors and LEDs and buttons and switches built into it, but I had no idea that it didn't work with Raspberry Pi. so I I bought it it was it was a smaller thing so I thought maybe it would um I bought it and this is Circuit Playground Express. It's I got worth, it home
1: it's worth noting by the way that Katniss gets all the free orders she wants though. that's part of the perks at Adafruit. So yeah. you know I
3: I, I, I I
1: think this might have been I'm I'm starting to understand the story better. So
3: <laughs> that was that was actually that order this order with the Circuit Playground Express in it is literally the only order that I ever paid for. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Take it your ride, right? So I got (laughs) it home and (laughs) thought it was the most complicated thing I'd ever seen, and put it aside for two weeks before finally picking it up. And I plugged it in, and it was running a demo similar to this, which may or may not uh, show up very well. Um, Hey, not bad! Yay! And it, I so I, I thought, all right. It also made it made sound. Yeah. yeah. So for each LED that lights up, it makes a tone. And I, I remember thinking to myself, I'm never going to write anything as cool as this demo, which is so cool. doubly mm-hmm. hilarious because this is actually written in CircuitPython. Um, so it turns out this is a microcontroller, which is essentially a tiny computer. And it's got all sorts of buttons and switches and LEDs and there's capacitive touch pads around the outside which capacitive touch, it registers your your touch as an input so you can use them as buttons. Um, and it works, so, I, so I, I, I decided I was gonna try and make this board work. It was also the most expensive thing on that order. So I felt kind of guilty about the fact that I hadn't done anything with it. So I found out it worked with multiple programming languages uh, the first one I found was Make code, which I had learned I think, just enough for make code to be kind of awkward and frustrating. Um, I, I couldn't get into it. Arduino went right over my head. and um, I found one mention of something called Circuit Python. Here we are, mm-hmm. um, which is a version of Python designed to run on microcontrollers. And it's obviously an open source project that we are currently sponsoring and you sponsor us to work on it. And within a few lines of code, I got an, an LED to blink.
0: Yay. Yay.
2: And
3: nothing I had no done. Match <laughs> there's no operators here.
2: There's no defenestrating either. Yeah,
3: there's no. <laughs> no, no tossing <laughs> out the window. Buffalo
2: um, no or something.
3: Nothing I had done up to that moment was, was like hooked me as much as, as that LED blinking. And it was the difference between manipulating data and manipulating the physical world. Um, I put down the pie and didn't touch it again. And I started, decided I was going to try and find everything I possibly could on this board. Um, but it turns out it was really new. And so there wasn't a lot of documentation. So my first thought is I'm going to design a project that I can share. And I had worked previously with a couple open source projects but never really understood open source as a whole. But I immediately entered this with an open source mindset, not by any other fact than that's just what made sense to me was to create a project that I could share with other people so that when other people bought this board, they would have more stuff to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so around this time, so I, so I decided to design um, a tone piano that lit up a different for each, lit up a different color. It used the um, touch pads as keys and lit up a different color for each touch pad you touched and played a different tone. And so I got started on this. And around this time, I found Scott. Was he under a rock or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. Um, he was actually, outside. I found him on Gitter, which is a chat set up inside of GitHub.
1: All right. Yeah, we used to use Gitter a little bit for... Yeah.
2: Before Discord.
1: Um, before Discord, and there was the Moo chat and the MicroPython chat. Yeah, I used to go yeah. on there. Yeah
3: so scott offered to help me with my code and also asked it told me if i had any suggestions or improvements for hmm. circuit python to let him know which i thought was mm-hmm. ridiculous <laughs> because i certainly couldn't imagine a world in which i would have any improvements or suggestions for a programming language um but it goes back to open source i mean the Scott was already building this as an open source project and bringing anybody in with any kind of suggestions or improvements regardless of what their experience level is, is part of that.
1: I want to I recap just a couple things because this is a really good story. So the first part, like, so your story is unique, but some of it isn't, which is the beginner experience. I think that's a common thing. And like, when now kind of seeing you go through each one of these slides, because I watch your talk, but like hearing these specific parts, that is like the best thing to hear about CircuitPython because this is what happens all the time. We hear this. We hear people like, I bought this thing, I never used it, I did this, I did mm-hmm. never worked out. Oh, I looked at the beginner examples online, wasn't yep. for me, took a class, not the class fault, it just like wasn't for me, but then they find CircuitPython. Mm-hmm. And I don't wanna say like, this solves all those problems, but boy, it sure helps a lot for of people. For some people, it's like, like then, that's yeah. what
0: they need. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And the other piece of this for, uh, the for story so far is uh, Scott's in the community and having someone who's leading A open source effort like this I you know there's there's different philosophies on how to make open source work I I do think the people who do the the open source code and the hardware like we do at Adafruit Mm -hmm. you have to you have to participate in the community yep you you don't have to participate 24 7 but you have to be around because you never know what person's gonna bump into you Mm -hmm. and you never know who you're gonna um, make that spark happen
2: and you also some open source projects get hampered by the fact that they assume the worst about the people they're bumping into yeah and you shouldn't do that right you could be bumping into somebody who's super capable and yeah. you should assume that to start with and then like give people the benefit of the doubt that they can do their work yeah and then help them if they can't or give them the the tools to go yeah there. I
1: think it's like you can either live life and assume the worst in everyone or the best in everyone and I think this is a good example of not only maybe a personal philosophy, but like the way that we like to approach stuff. Like, right. you know, some someone who's beginning with Circuit Python, they may end up being the the next core contributor, and that's mm-hmm. a good way to, to look at it. Okay, yep. keep going, Katni. This is a good story.
3: Thank you. Um, so Scott told me about Discord, and I that's joined up. Yeah,
2: and I guess we just started Discord, right? Right around June twenty seventeen, June yep. or July, yeah.
3: And what I found was an amazing community filled with encouraging, supportive, and helpful people. And I found myself spending all my time with them, and I left every single day feeling good about people, which is not something that happens on the internet. Yeah. And at first I found myself asking a lot of questions, and I thought for sure that I was bothering people, but nobody ever made me feel that way. I, it was all in my head. And I very quickly, within a short amount of time as a week, find myself helping others who were new in the community and had the same questions I had the week before. And I realized that I was learning. Um, And I started to feel better about myself, which was a pretty huge thing for me. So around this time, uh, I decided at the very last minute to go to Pi, Ohio, 2017, it was like we booked the hotel on Wednesday and the conference started on Saturday. And I I knew about it through friends. I think I had actually been invited to the very first one by a friend who was involved in the original and had no reason to go. I was not a programmer. I had no involvement in programming, no involvement in Python. It didn't make any sense so i thought all right i've I've written some python i I'm learning python this This is a good time to go. So, I thought I would feel out of place, but I felt very welcome it It's also a very amazing community that they've built, and my positive moment was I made it through two thirds of an intermediate level tutorial before I finally got completely lost and couldn't finish it um So I I reconnected with friends and met a lot of new people who I am still friends with today, which is great. And while I was there, I messaged Scott and I asked him if I could write a learn guide for Adafruit uh, on my project, Mm -hmm. thinking for sure that you guys had some massive process for this and or only certain people wrote them, uh, which is uh, not the case. Mm -hmm. And I was accepted very excited about that. I told a bunch of people and thought for sure that I was getting ahead of myself and wondered if it would actually ever come to pass. But I headed home to get started. Around this time, Scott told me that he had started a library that was designed to make using CircuitPython with Circuit Playground Express super simple. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: And he said he'd implemented just a few things in the library and he told me I should finish it. And I thought, are you serious? i had been programming for two weeks. I had no background whatsoever in programming or electronics, but Scott insisted that I could do it and he said he was going to help me. So this is an example of the Circuit Playground Express Library. The code that's on the right, the longer code, Um, is my original example that made that LED blink. And on the left is the same thing, shorter, uh, using the Circuit Playground Express Library. And what the Circuit Playground Express Library does is it does the hardware setup in the background for you. So you don't have to know how to tell the code to talk to the board. We do that for you. So you can get right to writing code and making it do things. And it's easier to read. You'll notice that the naming is different. it, it says red LED, you, you know what you're addressing, you're not trying to figure out what it is that you're attempting to talk to. And so, so Scott told me that, that I should finish this library and um, said that he would help me. I suffer from pretty serious imposter syndrome For those of you who don't know what that is, it is a constant fear of being discovered as a fraud in what you do despite overwhelming evidence to the contrary. And for me at the time, I had barely started with electronics and programming and I assumed I didn't know anything, I hadn't learned anything and I couldn't do anything beyond simple projects. And the idea that I could finish a library was absurd. Mm -hmm. But to go back to what we were just talking about, Scott saw something in me that I absolutely didn't see and pushed me to do more than I ever thought possible and more than I ever would have tried to do on my own. And so I dove in and with Scott's help, two weeks later, I submitted my first pull request, which was one month after I started programming. It enabled using speaker tones on the Circuit Playground Express. I chose that because it was part of my project. And so I figured I could use it with my project. And two days later it was merged and I promptly broke my own code. (laughs) Turns out with uh, the way that it works, you can't implement part of the hardware and not the rest of the hardware. Um, It gets unhappy when it tries to do part of things and not all of things. So I ended up spending the next month Um, writing my guide, uh, providing support on Discord. Um, I actually built a project which is over here. It is a Mm -hmm. tabletop um, lightbox photo studio that I use to take the images in my guide. And it's actually using the original Raspberry Pi so it did get used. Mm -hmm. Yay! Um, (laughs) And uh, learning more about programming and electronics and implementing the rest of that library. So, in the middle of this, um, Phil, you came to the community. You came to Discord, and you said that you wanted to come up with a tagline for CircuitPython Python. That's right. And immediately followed a lot of snake puns. Um, yeah. But so my-
1: to get to get good ideas, sometimes you just need a lot of ideas. That's that's what I learned in advertising. And so you have to like sift through. But you'll find them. But I've always found talking to people, um, and especially people who are doing the thing that you, you're trying to come up with a name or mm-hmm. a logo or a brand,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, they sometimes see the world in a different way. And especially if they're not jaded, or um, you know, they they have fresh eyes on stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that that's why I went to Discord because it's a community project, and I thought it would be weird not to ask the community if they have a if to you know. Just here's here's what we're called now, everybody. Without consulting right. with everyone, so that um, was, that's what that's why I did that.
3: And my my response was the fact that whenever I talked about Circuit Python, I talked about the community, and how amazing the community was. And you, if you had an idea, the people would help you make it happen. If you wanted to learn Python, they would teach you Circuit Python. If you wanted to share something you did, everybody would be supportive.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And I said that there was basically no chance that I would be as far along in programming if I hadn't stumbled onto Circuit Playground Express and Circuit Python, and said that it would take a lot of thinking to turn that into a snappy tagline, to which you immediately responded, code plus community equals Circuit Python.
1: I don't remember it that way, but that's cool.
3: It's exactly how it went. I actually oh, really? looked it up, yeah. 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 I,
1: thought, I thought you said code plus community equals Circuit Python.
2: No, I think it was like, Katni was like, Here's my story, like a paragraph, and you just were like, okay, code plus community. Oh,
1: yeah. Cool. I'm just a mirror for what you all
2: do. Oh, yeah. So
1: (laughs) cool.
3: So, and and that's really what we've done. We've embodied that the the code alone and the community alone are not the same. CircuitPython would not be the same without both. You know, the code is better because we have the community, and the community is better because we have the code. Yeah. So, throughout all of this, Scott kept telling me that I could turn what I was doing into a job, which I thought was ridiculous.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I was doing it because it was fulfilling. I loved what I was doing, and the idea of getting paid for something that I genuinely loved doing seemed impossible. I was still unemployed, and the prospect of a job was amazing, but it seemed unimaginable.
2: But you were so, putting a lot of time into it, too.
3: I was. It, it was, Yeah an unbelievable amount of time. (laughs) Turn your obsession into a job. Right. So I finished my guide. Um, I added fruit to the project. I decided to use Key Limes because they're smaller and the name sort of fell into place which is Piano in the Key of Lime. And in the middle of October I finished my guide and it was published on October 20th. And you immediately offered to pay me for it, which yeah. was
1: we like paying people.
3: Amazing, mm-hmm. um, and this is what Scott kept talking about. But I remembered that he had mentioned getting paid hourly, so I brought it up and said, "Hey, you you mentioned this. What needs to happen for this?" And he said that I needed to ask. So it took me three weeks to mm-hmm. write a very short email. <laughs> Um, between imposter syndrome and overwhelming anxiety and the fact that Scott kept insisting that I keep it brief and I kept making it very wordy.
1: can I can I just mention something about imposter syndrome? Here's here's my wish. I wish actual imposters and actual fraud fraudsters felt bad about what they do. <laughs> it's
0: actually so true. Because, because the confidence I've actually of met so many imposters that have like they have no imposter syndrome. Full on criminal fraudsters
1: are so confident and happy and sleep great at night. Like are you yeah. kidding me? That's yeah. why I call
0: their
2: confidence men.
1: Yeah common and, <laughs> and, and and you know i've seen this happen when Lamar was starting um with uh avr microcontrollers yeah. she went to a site called avr freaks and they said what who's this girl here believe like it was so Ugh. bad so i i think the I, I think what's funny. Y- is I never had
0: imposter syndrome. I was like, you guys suck,
1: yeah, <laughs> but you know what? I've seen, I've seen, I, like,
0: I, I, I even said, like, I'm going to make my own site and it'll, I'll last this site. And what's funny is I did.
1: Oh, you <laughs> and I, I think there's this, and only just cause I've watched Lamar's profile get higher over the years. There does seem to be a certain type of person that they have to tear people down.
2: Yeah. Constantly,
1: mm-hmm. yep. and in the in the programming and electronics world, it's going away. There's been a lot of progress, but I can see how someone could feel like they're never going to be good enough. It's net like you, you, there's always something else to learn. You're you're never going to be in this other special club. Even the way like some of the online forums, it has like super guru, eight million posts. I'm just, oh my gosh, yeah. like you're just so scared. So I, I think there's just a few things that intersected with this. One, you. The other was Discord. Um, We have moderation. Um, It's very welcoming. And the other thing, like, all good things usually happen when you help people, but people don't get to experience that in in technology as often.
2: I mean, when we decided to be CircuitPython, we did decide to make a community out of it. Yeah. The very first thing I did was put code of conducts in all our repos for that. Yeah. It's been deliberate from day one, and it's just worked out really well.
1: Yeah. And, like, on one hand, I'm just like, man, like, it was really crummy, and, like, that was a shame. But it really helped us mm-hmm. figure out how we wanted to. Like, if we could do it over, if we could do electronics over. Yeah. And we had the
2: we had that chance, and we took it. Yeah. All right. So we're up to we're up to the key lime
1: Guide.
3: Okay, In emails. Are. Short emails. So you yeah. sent an email. Was so it like
2: I, I have a job, and I'm
1: like, yeah? <laughs> was
3: right. it, like... it was it was immediately accepted. Okay.
1: <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> and-
3: I started a part time writing code and providing support. So I worked more on the library and provided support on Discord. Um, And what I found was I severely underestimated the amount of time that I was working. So basically every couple weeks for the next month and a half, I said, hey, I'm actually doing more hours. Can I have some more? And you said yes. And it continued until I was almost full time. And I decided that um, I would wait until after the holidays to pursue anything further. one critical moment for me actually happened around the holidays when I was working with L'Amour on a issue with, it was it was both in the Circuit Playground Express library and also with um, the LAS 3DH accelerometer, which is awful
0: mm-hmm. at times.
3: Um, and we narrowed down the problem and got to a point where she said, okay, like this is what needs to be done Why don't you write this piece of code? I'm going to go get some tea. (laughs) I love tea. (laughs) (laughs) So I panicked um, and immediately pinged everyone who had ever helped me. And nobody was around. And then I tried to scan through my brain to find a piece of code that I'd written previously that I would be able to modify to work in this situation and couldn't find anything. And realized I was staring down producing code from scratch for the really for the first time on my own and thought okay i'll give it a try and when Lamour returned um she took a look at it tested it out and not only did i do it right it worked yeah, yeah see no biggie <laughs> and I I realized that I was learning concepts. I wasn't just mimicking other code. I wasn't just, you know, utilizing my previous stuff. I wasn't having other people write my code for me. Like I was actually learning the concepts.
0: Yeah, it's actually, I remember thinking like, wow, I was really surprised she could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, was wow. like, I was like, oh, you had like someone, you like figured out like the register map. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I was like, you know, I got to ask people cause you never know.
3: Yeah. Exactly we, it. We so,
0: it's like you could come back and say, "I don't know," how to do I'd be like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." But it turns out you were able to do it. So one thing ready. I wanted
1: to mention, since we're using this new service, I can pull comments in oh. from uh, YouTube. So I wanted to just uh, take, because uh, it goes along what you were just saying. Um, this is from S D W N J. Yeah. One of my first experiences on Adafruit Discord was Catney talking me through reflashing CircuitPython on a Feather M0 Express that wasn't working out of the box. So you know you were, you were already paying it forward, and this was yep. someone's first experience mm-hmm. on Discord. So they had something that a problem. Katni helped.
2: Yep. So yeah, his name is also Scott. So you know, really, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that's interesting.
1: There's a theme. <laughs> <laughs> Scotts are working. We have out. a lot
3: of Brian's. Too. Okay. All right. What <laughs> else? So, is there? so after after the, after the new year, um, I took another two weeks to write another email, and asked to join Adafruit full time. And on January twenty second. I was accepted yeah, yeah. and yeah. I joined Adafruit as an embedded software developer, technical writer and community leader. And I was in a state of disbelief.
2: <laughs>
3: um, in six months, I went from aimless depression to earning my dream job and this was a dream that I didn't know I had. Tough I enough. found a passion that I hadn't ever considered and I ran with it and it worked. Um, this would not have been possible without the support and encouragement of my mentors. I would have been happy continuing on my own time uh, doing projects, making LEDs blank. Like, that would have been more than enough for me. But I received help from Scott and Dan when Dan joined up mm-hmm. and a few of my friends. Scott pushed me and helped me and taught me. And the thing is, he didn't just teach me, he made it clear that teaching me was a priority for him. And that was an important thing to me. And Dan always made time for me and had a different approach than Scott, which Mm -hmm. is another thing that was very important to me. And I found myself utilizing resources beyond them. I had a number of friends who also knew Python, um, particularly my friends, Wolf and Roy. Wolf worked with me from the very beginning and helped me with code and difficult concepts and actually helped me on the code for my first project before I met Scott and before Scott became a part of that. And Roy, we met at PyCon 2018 and he quickly started helping me out whenever I ran into issues or needed help with new concepts. So I received a ton of help and multiple teaching styles was really important to me because I figured out who it was that could teach me certain things best and was able to approach that person and say, I need to learn this particular thing, You know, please help me with it. And that person would, if they had the time obviously, would would take that time. And I would learn that concept better than I would if I had only a single resource. So one thing I will say is you wanna set the expectation that you received help with something if you produce something that may be on your capabilities. Um, I didn't do that at one point with one work project and um, obviously left you guys thinking that I was able to produce that level of code, um, which then came back and bit me. So I, I will say just nobody's ever gonna fault you for asking for help and just telling people that you received help on something and that's why you were able to do that piece of code or something to that effect is important because it means that you're not setting the wrong expectation. Um, But as I became successful, I wanted to return the favor, which we talked about, and I wanted to pay it forward. And I felt like I didn't have anything to offer, that I definitely didn't have enough knowledge to mentor someone else. But what I found was that mentoring is not necessarily about knowledge. And that leads me to uh, Brian and Melissa. So uh, this is Brian.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And we had talked a number of times before, uh, in the community and then I noticed that he had disappeared uh, from Discord. He, he had been on there a bunch and then he was not around. And I saw him online at some point. Um, and he, I messaged him to see how he was doing. And he mentioned that there was an interaction with another member of the community that prompted him to feel like he needed to leave. And I was bothered enough by this that I put a pretty concerted effort into facilitating his return. I looked into the situation, I found out what was going on, and a couple weeks later I reached out to Brian again and said that the interaction had not gone as badly as he thought it was, and that his contributions and he himself were extremely valuable to our community and we would love to have him back. And this meant more to him than I ever could have imagined. And he immediately rejoined the community and started contributing again. He became aware of my story, the story of how I joined Adafruit and started to think maybe that he could achieve the same thing, even though he also struggled with feeling like he had anything to offer. It turns out that um, we needed, we were working on uh, some web development for circuitpython.org. And that was something that he had a skill set for and offered to help. So I introduced him to Phil. And it turns out that he had another skill set that was something else that we were looking for. And so he was asked to write a guide about designing circuit boards. Um, And he started doing part-time project work with Adafruit at that point. And within a month, he was asked to join full-time. And he did designing hardware. Mm -hmm. So Melissa um, had been following Adafruit as a company for about a decade and joined the community about a year ago. At the beginning of 2019, she became interested in CircuitPython and learned of my involvement through listening to the CircuitPython weekly meeting. And uh, Scott put out a call for CircuitPython 2019, which was to find out what the community wanted to see out of CircuitPython in 2019. Mm -hmm. And Melissa responded with the fact that there was a particular display that she wanted to see a driver written for. And so of course (laughs) we asked her to write it. Um,
2: Be careful what you wish for.
3: Right. And she got right into it. And once it was completed, I was asked to help her get it ready to merge. We use Travis CI to test and build all of our code to make sure that it's linted properly, which is to say that the syntax is accurate. And uh, battling with Travis has become a pastime. <laughs> so I answered all her questions. It's Scott's fault, by the way. Like- <laughs> this
2: is not my fault. This is Emily Dunham's fault. Wait, That's where that? I got the idea. Oh,
0: really? Yeah. you <laughs> gonna find her. The right?
2: Ru- the, so Emily Dunham's a member of the Rust community. She's epic. She has a series of on YouTube called automating your community. Yeah. And one of the things is have bots that like you cause everyone to kind of like counter, right? Like yeah. if, if somebody has a merge bit and like it's human versus human. No, that's but what But if you wild. set up bots that are doing Can all, like, all do of do? the gatekeeping, yeah. then everybody joins in to like get past the bot.
0: And they hate the bot. Yeah. They don't hate yeah. a person.
1: I do think enough interactions with humans, like something might go a little wrong. Someone might, might yeah. not put an emoji. So I like to use automation yep. for so many things, even how we run parts of Adafruit, because all you're doing is like managing alerts mm-hmm. and things to do. You're not like, I can't believe they asked me that way. Cause eventually right. you're just reading words and whatever your mindset is. Right. That's how you're reading it. And right. if you accident like if someone accidentally has all caps or mm-hmm. something like, Why are you shouting at me? Yep. Well no one's shouting. Or yeah. like they didn't put a smiley face on this one. Uh, so, it's like, oh, yeah, I like yeah. tabs
0: you like spaces it, I don't understand yeah. what's the big deal but right. if, if it's a bot it's like well Yes yeah, so these yeah. are
2: all these are bots that are enforcing the things we all agreed on. Yeah.
0: yeah. Also
1: we have bots in um, just speaking of community things so we have bots in Discord yep. that mm-hmm. don't let curse words happen and also mm-hmm. you know words that we know that aren't going right. to aren't, aren't going to be helpful. Right. And so I think uh, you know on one hand it you know one could say like oh like freedom of speech but no there's actually not freedom of speech not all the time you, you no. don't want people antagonizing each other and cursing right. at each other right so I think the automation of that has been really helpful
2: yeah too. and that, like I when that for me it was that period of like when we're circuit Python when we're deciding to be something independent yeah like that's when I watched all those videos and like there's a number of community resources that kind of like yeah. informed my approach to yeah. also that. at this point we
1: really couldn't do Circuit Python without a lot of automation because we have so many different builds. Oh, yeah. There's just so many languages, languages. And it also allows us to bring so many more people in the community.
2: Yeah, scaling. Yep. So, mm-hmm.
1: like, I look at some of the other, like, op- uh, open source microcontroller projects. And one of the things they struggle with is
2: mm-hmm. w-
1: how do you download a specific build for a specific device? Yep. Good luck. Yeah, go, there's go, like no
0: There's no CI for it. Go on. There's no way yeah, to tell. Go on GitHub and print like, it down
1: forever. Yep. Yeah. And so, if you think that, like, cryptic Python code, <laughs> That beginner code is is tough. Go try to find a binary or firmware for your one-year-old device that you bought from you know from somewhere. That's a microcontroller. Yep. It's, it's nearly impossible. All right.
3: All right. Keep going. Travis, CI. You and my yeah. So I answered all her questions and became her main contact for any issues uh, that she had. And she felt I always had answers. I helped her find documentation. I would explain things to the best of my ability or walk her through how we typically did things. She read, I I also did a CircuitPython 2019 post, which was the story of how I joined Adafruit, among other things. And she found my story uh, intriguing, inspiring and reassuring. Um, She referred to it Uh, a few times when she was feeling anxious about things uh, and it helped her feel better. So she continued to do amazing work and was putting in a significant amount of time, just as I had in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to see her paid for it. So I chatted with her and we had a fairly lengthy discussion and I told her she needed to ask. And so she put together an email and she was also accepted. Um, so for the next couple of months, she continued to rely on me to answer questions and help her with things. And um, we eventually discussed her coming on full-time and she um, approached you guys about that. And she asked again and was accepted.
0: Yeah. See how much acceptance is going on here? I'm just saying, yeah. it's just like, there's a lot of, there's
3: a lot of acceptance. So mm-hmm. I met them both for the first time at PyCon 2019 in May of this year. And I was completely unaware of how the level of importance that my involvement was in them joining Adafruit until I found them chatting at some point, comparing notes on their journeys, and they found that they had one crucial thread, and that was me. And this is my team. Yay. Yay. This is Melissa, Scott, Brian, myself, and Dan. And these are my mentors, and these are my mentees. And I didn't really see myself as a mentor to Brian or Melissa. I just sort of did what came naturally to me, which was to be encouraging, supportive, share my knowledge and build them up. But it turns out the most important thing I did was I shared my story and inspired them. And Brian and Melissa both made it incredibly clear that knowing the story of how I joined Adafruit led them to believe that they could do the same thing. As much as joining Adafruit was a dream come true for me, helping not one, but two different people achieve their dreams as well meant so much more. And being both a mentor and a mentee has taught me a lot about both sides of that interaction. And I would like to talk about some of the important things that I took away from those situations. In terms of being a mentee, you need to ask questions. Your mentor can only help you so much if you're not asking questions, because they can give you all the information they have, they can share their knowledge, but if you're not telling them where you're struggling, they can't help you through those struggles. And you need to listen. Your mentor is helping you, um, but you need to listen to what they're saying, and you need to do what is necessary to absorb that information, whether it simply be listen, or take notes, or work along with them. Take what you learn and explore it in a way that interests you or speaks to you. It's important to help you grow regardless, but it can also help you if your mentor's teaching style does not quite fit your learning style. And to that, try to find a mentor that fits. If you, if you find that your mentor doesn't fit with your learning style or doesn't fit with you, don't hesitate to find other avenues. Everyone learns differently and no one will fault you for seeking other options. If possible, seek out multiple mentors, whether it's that you need more support than one person can reasonably give, you need more availability out of your mentor, or you need multiple teaching styles, having multiple resources can be incredibly beneficial. But most importantly, advocate for yourself. Your mentor should always be there for you. However, you can't put it entirely on them. You will become more autonomous over time as you learn and advocating for yourself from the beginning is the best way to prepare as you will have the support of your mentor as you learn. In terms of being a mentor, prioritize mentoring and make sure that your mentee knows that they're a priority to you. And you need to do this through both communication and action. Share your knowledge and experience. You know more than you realize. And there is definitely someone out there who wants to know what you know. But mentoring isn't necessarily about knowledge. It's about sharing experience, being encouraging, and being supportive. But it's okay not to know the answer. If you find that you don't know the answer to a question, work with your mentee to find the answer and gain from learning with your mentee. And like being able to find the answers to questions is a skill in and of itself, but you will definitely benefit from learning uh, along with your mentee. And don't be afraid of your mentee surpassing you. A lot of people worry that building others up too much can be a threat to their job security or career path. But if your mentee succeeds, you have succeeded. So help them become the best at what they can be, at whatever they're trying to do, and don't fear them being successful. And be aware of the mentor-mentee dynamic. It's very special. And a negative interaction can have a huge effect. You need to constantly be aware of how what you say and do can affect others. Always be respectful, kind, patient, and understanding. And as both a mentor and a mentee, you need to set expectations. Consider things like time availability, best modes of contact, current experience levels, or the scope of what is intended to be taught or learned. Because a mismatch in expectations can lead to a disappointment and struggle on both sides, but well-aligned expectations can lead to a very positive experience. Be open and honest upfront regarding what it is you're expecting from either side. And it's okay if expectations change over time. Continued communication will ensure that everyone remains on the same page. If something comes up, especially as a mentor, if your time availability changes or something to that effect, communicate it. Don't leave your mentee or your mentor hanging. And you want to keep both sets of concepts in mind as a mentor or a mentee, because knowing where the other person in any interaction is coming from can help you to understand and engage in that interaction. And the level of engagement needed for a mentor-mentee relationship is significant. If you're trying to learn something new or make a change, reach out. Find a community to join, find someone who knows what it is you're trying to learn and ask for help and stick with it even if it takes time. Finding a mentor can be incredibly difficult, but it's incredibly important. I continued to spread my reach, I asked more friends, I found more resources, I identified who was best at helping me with what, and I learned more about teaching myself. I still struggle with imposter syndrome, and I'm still receiving a lot of support with that. But there's no denying that the more time that passes, the more successes I achieve. And the fact is, you will reach a successful place in your life. For me, that meant many things from solving a difficult coding problem to earning my dream job. And when you find that you're successful, you need to find someone else and reach out. Make finding a mentor easier by being one. Mm -hmm. Your experience, whatever level it is, matters and can help someone else. But most importantly, no matter who you are, share everything that you can in any way you can, with whomever you can. You may impact someone in a way that you never expected. Thank you. Yay. Aww. All right. Well, Love thank you that. for
1: for doing that talk again.
0: That's yeah. great. That's um, so inspiring. Yeah.
1: And you know, yeah, to follow that. There, well, there's a couple of threads in this that I thought that would be helpful since um, it seems like one of the other common things is the community, they work together and then. People eventually do something, and then they can join an Adafruit or yeah. you know, other types of things. But one of the things I think is really helpful, if, and it's not in the mentee-mentor thing. It's just, I think, a good human thing. Um, publishing. And, and yeah, doing the work. Even, mm-hmm. if, even if you're just getting started, start a blog and talk about what you've learned. Mm-hmm. Make a little video. Share it. Tweet right. that you've learned something. Maybe don't look at the re- the responses, <laughs> and maybe on YouTube, don't look at the comments, but
0: you join a community like Discord yeah. instead and yeah. share with, yeah. with them. Oh, if you're
1: it. if you're showing your stuff in the Adafruit community, you're fine. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: Um, the rest of the world, I can't fix quite yet, um, but publishing on a regular basis is one of the the the, the common themes in this too. Melissa mm-hmm. was doing a lot of stuff. Yep. Uh, Sedacious was showing his boards, his custom yep. Circuit Python boards. Yep. Um, Melissa was doing a bunch of display work. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is how we're like finding each other in the matrix. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. here's, here's some things that you can do. And so when people ask, this is one of the things that, that I say is like, you should just publish They're Like I could never do that. It's like, well, here's someone's story. And I think I'm going to point them at this video more and more. Cause when we talk to parents and teachers, one of the things they say, um, cause it comes up with Lamore being a female engineer is the, especially young girls, when they see Lamore, they say, Oh, I can imagine being like her. Right. And because they didn't, because they don't know any better, there's nothing stopping them from doing that. Right. And I think what Katni was saying, tell your story, tell your story. Sure. That's, that allows others to have that internal permission mm-hmm. to say, like, oh, you know what? Like, if you could do it, I could probably do it too. Yeah. And that's one of the things that um, is, is really helpful if people can get through that, that idea that they can't do it. Right. And I think these stories are really helpful to, to do that.
3: And I've gotten so much feedback on it. And a lot of that feedback was the fact that it, it spoke to people that, you know, told them that they too could do something or that they maybe already had a mentee and didn't know it or had a mentor and didn't know it. And in fact, uh, my, the, a friend of mine did the other keynote for Pi Ohio and found a mentor uh, because of my talk. And it, it just, it, it continues to help people in that way. And I think that anybody sharing their experience and knowledge can do the same thing.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, I want to put a couple comments from uh, YouTube mm-hmm, that, that mm-hmm. came in. So these are, we do, sort of bug reports, we do hug reports at Adafruit. Um, <laughs> and so here's one from Hibotics there's actually two. Yep. Um, Scott has helped me so much when I've been working on something new. He's always been able to lend a, lend me. Uh, lead me. Lead me, sorry, lead me to a solution to any problem. And this is also from Hypnotics. When I'm struggling with an issue on a project I'm working on, I just put out a question in the forums. I've never not gotten a reply within a day or so. Adafruit support rocks. And then happy certified Sunday.
2: Yay. All
1: right. Well, thank you so much, Katni, for sharing this. You're welcome. uh, Yeah,
2: and doing it.
1: Yeah. And I I hope um, your story continues to help us find more great people uh, to work with. I hope so too. And folks can keep publishing. That's how we that's how we find them. And that's mm-hmm. how they find us. Um, the show and tell, uh, that's another thing that we've done every single week. Even when the, the video tools go away, <laughs> we keep doing it. But we've hired probably 15 or 20 people over the years through show and tell. And then yeah. the other part, because um, this is, like I'm very aware of the remote world. It, it is like, not everyone's going to live in New York. Get it. So, right. you know, as employers, we have to adapt. And the, the DNA, the the start of the company that when um, gave us is we promote from within so a lot of people who see the senior people at adafruit they started out in kidding or shipping and then mm-hmm. we were able to invest in them and they learned programming and mm-hmm. that's how we, like our dev team um they they the, the uh, brian who mm-hmm. leads our dev team started in our apartment 10 years ago and he was yeah. he wasn't kidding um, stellar cfo wasn't kidding yep. so yeah, one day I
0: asked Katney, hey, do you want to design a circuit board? And you were like, <laughs> I guess so, but I have no idea how to do that. And I'm like, no problem, we'll get through it. <laughs> yeah. And you yep. designed three circuit boards, the sensors that we put in the shop recently mm-hmm. and the library. So it's like, I'm sure you never even thought I like, could design hardware. <laughs> no, I don't no. think you
2: realized you're signing up for that. But
0: you could, right? I yep. mean, and that, yeah. that's part of it is sometimes taking when you when you have people and you're you're mentoring them or you're employing them, is sometimes um Seeing the, the possibilities, not just like, well, I hired a web developer and they're just doing web development. It's like, see what you think that they can do, and and try to give them the opportunity to explore those new experiences and new skill sets that they might pick up. Because mm-hmm. that's what kind of keeps things exciting, you know. It's like electronics engineering and software it's all kind of related in a way. And, and it's good to ha- know a little bit of everything, I think. Yeah. Especially when you're doing oh, Circuit Python, you know now you know a little bit more about how to read a data sheet, something that you probably never did before. Nope. You're like, well, at least I know kind of where to start mm-hmm. looking for the lies. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's cool. I mean, you, and you just went for it. You know, you weren't like, you know, you're probably a little nervous, but then you just did it. And then you're like, you had that confidence in yourself to learn this new skill. So it's like you can do anything if you have that confidence. Just slower. <laughs> right, exactly. One piece at a time.
2: But you slower can. at the start.
0: But you can get there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to mingle a, a quote. Um, it's a Steve Jobs quote. You, you you read that book recently. We were talking yeah, about Yeah, I did. It. And one of the things that, you know, I know as Steve Jobs said, it, and I'm going to paraphrase, is like, hey, you know all those people running businesses and everything, and you know these? They're, you're just as smart as them. You know, they're, they're just... You know, it's like the the imposter syndrome. They just don't care right. that they're incompetent.
0: You know, well, that, they've just been doing it longer. They have just
1: been doing it longer, and so that's one of the things that, um, you know, we're we're all really smart. We're all able to do things if we're given the opportunity right. and encouragement. And you know, just because it seems difficult, it, it does, if if one woman can do it, another human can do it. Yeah. We're, we're not that different. You know, there's a lot of things that that um, that are di- that are challenging, but learning this stuff, you can do it. Right. It is possible. And, and there are right. these
2: stories, prove it. Work, working at Adafruit, there's a common theme, which is like trying to offload from Lamore and doing stuff. And mm-hmm. I, yeah. when I was convincing Katni to, that it was okay for me to spend time with her, I said, don't worry, I'm offloading from Lamore. Yeah. No, that, and then I'm offloading yeah. myself onto you. And they're like, and then at some point, you're going to offload your work onto other people. And
0: that's called yeah. actually you know, delegating, right? And it's actually <laughs> yeah. a skill that a lot of engineers struggle with. Um, yeah. And being a mentor is, is, you know, you can, if, if you're, you know, doing a performance, you know, uh, review and you're like, well, how are you delegating? It's like, well, I'm being a mentor. That is delegating. You are teaching yep. someone how to do some of the things that you've done so that you can grow and do more. Right. So, Kenny, you're, you know, you used to do some tasks that now you've trained others on how to do so that you mm-hmm. can take on more skills. And so, you know, being a mentor is, is not only, it's not just... People are like, oh, you're donating your time. It's like, well, you're donating, but you're also investing. It's right?
2: pretty
1: selfish. It's,
0: yeah. a, it's a pretty selfish thing. Because <laughs> if it works out, if you could, pick the right mentee, that's, you, right? that's the right way <laughs> to do it's like,
1: But you're you're giving something and you're getting something. Right. And that's,
0: and that's, it is. A, it's a it's a it's a bidirectional relationship. So it, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. not saying like I'm I'm abusing you, but I'm saying it, it's. I think a lot of people are like, oh, I don't have time to mentor, right. or like, oh, like what what, what am I going to get out of it? You know, I'm so yeah. busy. And but it, if you mentor right, you do get something out of it, not just the warm fuzzies, but Free time.
2: Right, and we're, Adafruit as a company is fundamentally set up to be able to do that because they're open source. Yes. Right? Right. like, companies that have all closed source stuff, they have this problem they've got to decide the people they work with without getting them into the weeds that they're going to be.
0: Or in. some departments yeah. can speak to other departments. It's like, right? if you're at Apple, yeah, you can't mentor someone, We yeah. <laughs> can't tell them what you're doing. Yeah, we had
1: a friend who worked yeah. at Apple, and this friend said they worked on what eventually was the iPhone, but they never knew what it was. They can only right. interact with it as a black box. It was like, okay, push your code to unknown thing. Yep. I think it was called like unknown thing. And that and how could you possibly mentor someone in that I don't know. it's a really challenge big challenge when it's all secrecy, including right the people sitting next to you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I think like people wonder why should we have an open source hardware and open source software company? Like you yeah. hire people that can do the work that you need to do because they can do it from the get-go.
3: They've already done it. Yeah. Yeah. they also like doing it because (laughs) open
1: source is a gift in itself. And so you know that there's um, a commitment on, okay, I like seeing my stuff in the world and I like working with people that are into the same things. Yep.
3: That was a conversation I had with both Brian and Melissa was that they were not trying to prove themselves to you. They already had. Yep. Yeah and i mean you never asked to see my resume we didn't really have an interview i had already been doing everything for six months yeah, yeah right and that so, that's proofs in the pudding exactly yeah. and
0: so we don't even know i mean i have no idea what education I and mean, for i don't ever ask like, did you go to the stanford or did you go to mit it doesn't matter right. because it it's the the software and hardware world is moving so fast anyways it's right. not like you'd really learn anything nothing in school would really affect you it's like well. Here's this new sensor. You, it didn't exist until like last week. So uh, right. what history would even help you? So it's it's a lot more about how well you work within the community. That's actually the most important thing. Like and we, how well you learn. Yeah, yeah. How, well you, how well you, well, isn't it how fast you learn, but how, how willing you are to work with everybody to learn together, which is right. a skill. You know, and we have people who have wanted to work with us who are extraordinarily smart. You know, they're very, right. very smart, very skilled engineers. And you've actually had to say, hey, this actually wouldn't be a good place for you because you would have to work with a lot of people. You have to work well with others.
1: Yeah, you have to uplift and have empathy. It's not for everyone, and that's fine. Mm. And that's fine. And it's it's work. Yeah, There's other
0: places you can work.
2: Yeah, Some people aren't willing to put in the work that – I was just talking with Marty yesterday, and he used the term emotional labor. It's like it is work to build a community. It is work to mentor somebody. But that work is worth it. Yeah. But it's not engineering and like I'm an engineer and I I spent like when Discord was starting I was spending 20% of my time yeah. not doing engineering. Yeah. But I was putting the work into our community and we're 2 years from Discord yeah. and like it was 13, well worth people. it.
1: And I remember when Scott said I want to do Discord, I, I got worried and I'm like <laughs> I go, Oh no, like I know I know I want to do this, but I don't know if I'm gonna have enough time because I know right I know the investment you have to put in for this. Yeah. And you you said I'm gonna be there. And I'm just like, Okay. Yep. And I was and, and you were and until and- we found moderators <laughs> and now we have a great yeah. moderation team. And we that do. was really helpful. And that, that also built a lot of trust because it's like cool, like I know this can work and here's the type of people that can do it and then the type of people that can find other people to make it work and yep. then it just yeah. keeps going forward Snowballs. Okay. okay well that, that concludes our um special circuit python broadcast i'm going to um put a couple quotes in um and then we're going to end this this is from peter i've always found that if someone believes i can do something i've always been able to do it wow and then um yeah says, Peter, I've found, I believe that eight different Industries believes that in all of us they are always encouraging me.
0: You can do it, Hibotics.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll see you probably next week, Katni, on yep. regular old show and tell. Thanks for um, uh, showing and sharing your story, and I hope this encourages
2: others mm-hmm. to do the same. I hope so, too. Yeah, well done. All
3: Thank right.
0: you. Thank okay. you guys so much. Yay. Thank you, Katni.